You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo, joined as always by Peter Alves. Peter, how are we doing today? Happy Ides of March. What's that? What's that? Oh, really? So we're recording on uh, March 15th, so this is probably going to be out of date because NFL and MLB are flying. You don't know what that is? It's the day that Julius Caesar died. Oh, I, you know what, Peter? I did, not, I did not know that. Interesting. When the Romans, you... like, got cursed because Caesar died. No? I didn't know you were a history buff. No, nah, it's really, like, an English thing. But That's an English thing? No, I never really uh... – I mean, I'm sure I've heard of it, but definitely didn't come to me when you said it. But uh, on the on the bright side of things, Peter, at least the weather's getting warmer up here. Ain't that good? Yeah, it's true. It's gonna be like seventy degrees on Friday. Yeah, going to you going to the beach? Oh yeah, I love the beach. So no one ever beach absolutely sucks. Yeah, I'm more of a pool guy over beach, personally. But I don't mind going to the beach like a couple times a year. But I don't know. When we were younger. I felt like we went a little too much. We used to go like once a week. That was too much. Yeah, I know. And it's just like. It was like, uh, like it's it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Like it's it's cool, but I I feel like just chilling in the pool is probably a better solution. I go like once a year, maybe. You know what? I, I want to go once this year, and I haven't. I I want to go to a water park. I haven't been in years. Water go park. Water Wiz. Go see Adam Sandler. I I've been to Water Wiz. That place is good. Lake Compounds is pretty good. I'm trying to think. Um, what's the other one? Is there another one? I don't know. I don't. I don't go to any of those. Canopy Lake, that's not, that's not really a water or Like park. Six Flags. Yeah, no, but I'm not a roller coaster guy. Well, they have a water park. Yeah. True, but I feel like if you go to Six Flags and you're going to pay for it, you probably should like the ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we were all going or whatever, uh, yeah, I'd go and just do the water park. But like TJ of Cheap Talk Wrestling, he's a huge ride guy. Like that's more up his alley than mine. I love I mean, rides. You see, I like rides too, but I don't like roller coasters. He's a roller coaster guy. I'm just like a ride guy. Like I'm cool with the simulation stuff and uh, some other stuff, but just not roller coasters that go upside down. I love roller coasters. Roller coaster is amazing. Adrenaline is amazing. I want to go skydiving, parasailing. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, I I personally wouldn't, but I, 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 God bless. But Peter, without further ado, we cannot delay it anymore. We have a lot to talk about. We have NFL free agency. We have NFL trades, NFL cuts. Uh, the NFL calendar year started uh, technically, yes, on Monday. Uh, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about there. And Peter, the Major League Baseball lockout is over. Yeah. Yeah. Over, bro. Over. So we're going to break down that. We've had some free agency signings in Major League Baseball. And then to conclude the show, we're going to bring on Brandon Carr of Cheap Talk Wrestling and Rough in the Basket and Dylan Sariva of Cheap Talk Wrestling to break down their March Madness brackets. So, Peter, we got a packed show. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, it's an exciting time of year in sports. And it's ironic because the two sports that are actually in season, like professional, like uh, NHL and NBA, we're not even talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just whatever. We'll, we'll put those aside until like, the playoffs start. But that just tells you the severity of everything going on in the other, in the other sports. Like, it feels like uh, I left work today and I had like 150 Twitter notifications. Like it was nuts. Like three weeks ago, we we're like, wow, this is so slow. What are I we know, talking about? Three weeks ago, Peter, 
I don't even remember. We talked about something for 20 minutes to kill time. I forgot what it even was. And we were just like, wow. Oh, yeah, we were talking about potential MLB rules, which actually came oh, yeah. to fruition. Hey, whatever. I guess what we called it. We're psychics. But I think we'll start off with some NFL. What's up, Tom Brady, Peter? Tom freaking Brady is back. Uh, he posted on Twitter Sunday night. Uh, yeah, about Sunday night. Uh, that he's going to return for his 23rd NFL season. It'll be his third in Tampa Bay. Uh, Peter, what was your first reaction when you saw his tweet that he was coming back? A, shocker. Nobody, nobody was surprised. Shocker. B, he ruined the selection process for me for NCAA. It's always got to be in the spotlight. He, yeah, I, so ironically enough, Peter, I was at the Kevin Garnett retirement ceremony. Oh, yeah, that was that too. And then... And like, so I, I was recording that. it, right? So like I was recording some different elements of it. It was one of the coolest experiences of my life. It was awesome. So and, on the first two seconds. It was actually oh, it was pretty pure. Fun. It was awesome. It was freaking great. I had so much fun. But besides the point, I'm recording, right? And then all of a sudden I get a bunch of texts, right? My phone starts buzzing out. And it was like, Justin was like, dude, dude, dude. And like Noah texts me. A bunch of other people text me, car, whoever. And I was like, what's going on? And I went on Twitter. And that was the first thing I saw. And I was like, oh, my God. And then, like, obviously, things go quickly. Uh, and everybody around me was just like, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, this and that. It was just crazy how um, quickly a word spread. Like, we leave the garden. It's on every TV. It was nuts. I mean, I wasn't surprised either, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I was surprised he elected to come back to Tampa Bay. Yeah, but I feel like he had to go back to Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay wouldn't let him out of the contract. And ultimately, Tom Brady, in the first time in his life, lost. It's, it's so, true. Unless, like, Bruce Arians, quote-unquote, retires slash gets fired. Doesn't and, seem like it's happening. No, it doesn't. Or, like, Bruce Leftwich, like, just works with Brady, and Brady's, like, by Arians. But I, I don't know. It, it wasn't a shock, and obviously the Bucks are probably second in command in the NFC or first. Yeah, they're right up so. there, and it's ironic because literally, um, I don't know, two weeks ago we were talking about how the Bucks could be looking at a situation where they're going to roll with Kyle Trask and uh, Blaine Gabbert at quarterback, and then all of a sudden you blink, and they're all of a sudden uh, front runners in the NFC. In my because, dynasty league, somebody dropped Tom Brady like oh a week ago, God. and then he's like, F. <laughs> he, you know, he just posted it in our like, email thread. He's like, can I all redo that? And then the commissioner is like, no, you got to like bid on him. He's like, crap. You want to hear irony here. Um, you look at a situation where, do you hear about the guy that bought that Tom Brady last touchdown? Oh, auction? yeah, like $500,000. $500, you want to talk yeah. about that? Like, I, I couldn't even fathom spending that. And then all of a sudden, um, it's being worthless now. <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Uh, I just uh, I just feel bad for that the person in your dynasty league and the person with the ball. It's good for the sport, though. Oh, it's fantastic for the sport because when you look at Tom Brady, right, he's still a huge draw, arguably the biggest in the NFL, and he still has a lot to give in this league. Uh, he's still an elite player. Uh, and now, clearly, things didn't pan out as they'd hoped down in Tampa Bay last year, losing in the divisional round to the Rams. But... I still think you look at this Bucks team and they're not going to be able to bring back all the free agents. Like they, they will lose a couple. Uh, I still think they are, like you talked about, front runners in the NFC right there with Green Bay. I'll take them over Dallas. I'll take them over the Rams. I'll take them over San Fran. 
uh, whoever it may be. And the NFC is a weakened conference as it is. And you look at that division, which it looks like we're going to get into it later. One of the teams are going to end up with Deshaun Watson. But you look at the other two teams in the division, and do either of those scare you? Even if Watson ends up in Carolina, does that scare you if you're Brady in the Bucks? I don't Not think really. So. I mean, Brady should get 11, 12 wins easy without That's even like worrying easy. about it. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll see how things shake out with Brady, but uh, if you were to bet how many years Brady plays, um, how many more do you think he's got? I don't know, to be honest. Is he a free agent after this year? I believe so. So... He's, he's entering his age 45 season. Nah, that doesn't matter. Probably, but I'll give him one more year, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, all right, we're going to like San Fran or like Miami or anywhere. Yeah, it's... See how it's, many primetime games he's going to have. Let's see. Oh my gosh. They're facing course, the Rams, yeah. they're facing the Bengals, they're facing the Packers, they're facing the Chiefs. That's like four. San Francisco, probably like five, four or five. You think so? Yeah. I would probably say that as well. They're, they well, might the even... Bucks are playing in Germany. Yes, they are. Yep. Shout oh, out cool. Noah. Uh, that'll be the first uh, game ever played in Germany. Tom Brady will be the quarterback, which is kind of cool. But you look at the Bucks; they're going to be the storyline all offseason. And you could tell. So what do you think went into Brady's mind when he announced his retirement? Do you think he was forced into it? Because it seems like a lot of people are saying that. Do you think it was a leverage point with the Bucks in which he lost? Do you think he actually wanted to retire and then was like, screw this? It was you probably know? more of a leverage thing. Probably Giselle is like, Brady, you done? And then Brady gave her like the stank eye. And then like Giselle's like, all right, so you're done. And then Brady's like, whatever. And then obviously he wanted to get out of the contract, wanted to play for the Dolphins. Rip Matt. You could have had Tom Brady and then Brian Flores like screwed that up. But uh, nah, ultimately, I think it was a leverage play. You think that so? whole I like storyline was like so weird. I feel like it was a combination of three things I of all three things because I think part of him was like kind of forced into it a little bit and then another part of him was like maybe I should hang it up like this team it's obviously on the back nine here we're going to lose a lot of guys in free agency Bruce Arians is an a-hole like there's a lot of different things that I really don't like and it's Tampa Bay and then the third thing he was probably like "Mm, you know what this could be a leveraging point and I could end up with the bag or force my way out of here so I think it might have been a combination of the three things and at the end of the day, uh, Brady will be a buck in 2022. So I'm excited to see it. I do think this will be his last year, though. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I've talked about how he's going to play till 45 for a while. Now he's officially doing it, and I think that'll be it. This will be his farewell tour, per se, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to be Brady, Brady, Brady everywhere you go. So Hey, I mean, embrace. It, I- I'm happy for it. I mean, when they make the playoffs, I just bet against them the whole time. Can't wait. So. Very excited yeah. for that. Uh, other things in the NFL – um, Andrew Whitworth, uh, as Tom Brady returns to the league, Andrew Whitworth retires, uh, offensive tackle for the Rams. Uh, Whitworth has been a staple, uh, from the Bengals offensive line and the Rams offensive line for nearly a decade and a half. Uh, Whitworth was a good player. Uh, he just won the Walter Payton award, uh, this past year. And he was key for that Rams offensive line. So I'm curious how the Rams are going to look to replace him. Uh, anything on Whitworth? Uh, I mean, it was expected after the Super Bowl. Obviously, yeah. they, they won the Super Bowl, and he was hinting at it during that whole week. It's a good player. Make the Hall of Fame. Good for him. Yeah, agreed. Uh, other thing, Aaron Rodgers. We finally got his contract breakdown. It's three years, $150 million, so about $50 million a piece uh, a year. That's expensive. And But if you're the Packers, I still think you're thrilled because you really didn't have an alternative that you were in love with. Yeah, it uh, lowered the cap this year. 
which is uh, good for the Packers because then cap hell. And they got to sign Devontae Adams, which he already declined a $23 million contract, which I don't blame him. But, yeah. I mean, I think his cap hit next year is like $50 bucks, which is ridiculous. But if if you're the Packers, you got to do it. So. Absolutely. So do you think he plays the three years? He, if he – yeah, I mean, if he doesn't get injured and he's playing like this, yeah, I don't see why not. He'll win another MVP probably in there. I agree. I agree. I, I mean, I would say he probably play. I don't think he's going to play three years, personally. Unless, unless they win the Super Bowl like this year. I think he plays one year. to two more years. I wouldn't say three. I, I don't think he's going to make it to the third year. I really don't. It feels like he's more willing to depart than Tom Brady is, I think. Uh, other things in the NFL. Again, a lot of NFL talk. Kirk Cousins, he re-upped with Minnesota one year, $35 million extension. Uh, there was a lot of rumors that Kirk Cousins could have been on the move. And that didn't come to fruition, uh, whether it was uh, moving for Deshaun Watson, um, in a move for potentially bringing in a guy like Rodgers, which was very, very unlikely. Uh, Russell Wilson, whoever it may be. It felt like Minnesota was in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, Kirk Cousins is fine. He made $300 million over his whole career. But, I mean, if you if you ask anybody what has Kirk Cousins done, nobody can tell you. Because the uh, one thing that the Vikings have ultimately done, that was Case Keenum and whatever that was, the Miami miracle. Yeah. I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's going to do well under O'Connell in that um, Vikings offense. But when you look at the Vikings as a whole, they clearly don't believe in Kirk Cousins to be their long-term answer. Clearly. No, I mean, no, but with the NFC being so bad, they should make the wild card easy. Especially Absolutely. with that talent all the way around. Absolutely. They should be competing. Uh, again, I wouldn't pick them to win the division, but they should be competing. And you should do your best to absolutely split against Green Bay. I mean, that's it's obviously a difficult thing to do, but you have a new head coach there. Uh, no excuses. Zimmer's gone. Uh, theoretically, you're going to have a healthy Dalvin Cook now. Uh, Adam Thielen was banged up a lot last year. Theoretically, he'll be healthier. And if you look at Kirk Cousins, I think this is it for him in terms of him being in Minnesota, unless he makes a deep playoff run or he absolutely gets on some MVP-level platform which I still consider it unlikely. And I like Cousins a lot, but it just feels it feels like he is what he is. Uh, and I'm interested to see what the Minnesota Vikings have up their sleeve for the future at quarterback. Do they look to go? I, they just drafted Kellen Mond, but who knows if they believe in him. Uh, do they look to see who's going to be available in 2023? I don't know. Uh, a lot of things at play for Minnesota. Uh, but like you said, the bar is making the playoffs. you got to make the bar. Anything less than 10 wins, in my opinion, is an underachievement. Uh, you have skill position players that are probably the best in the division other than Devontae Adams, right? You take away Devontae Adams and I'd rather, and I'll take Jefferson Thielen, right? Hey, you have Two a top three. five, you have a top five offense in the whole NFL. And I think I would take Dalvin Cook over Aaron Jones, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So look, you got four of the top five skill position players. Uh, you got a new head coach who is supposedly uh, this young, bright offensive mind that gets the most out of their offensive players comes from the Ram system. We'll see. But if you're the Vikings, this is it, Kirk Cousins. I put up or shut up. What's that thing he said? Oh, you like that, right? Yeah, you like that. Yeah, you like, like that, that, Peter. You like that. More quarterback talk, Peter. Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, he's heading to Pittsburgh on a two-year deal worth $14.25 million. Uh, Trubisky signed in the first day of free agency uh, with Pittsburgh. I was a little surprised about it. How about you? Uh, I mean, I was because I thought they were going to draft somebody. But ultimately, I love this move for the Steelers. There's been no season under uh, Mike Tomlin. They've had a losing record. And you got to give uh, Trubisky another chance. That's yeah. where 
the Bears where uh, quarterbacks die. Sorry, Justin Fields, but I, I don't think that you're going to work out over there. But I, I like it, and I'm to be honest, I'm pretty high on the Steelers. Interesting. I'm not a huge Trubisky guy. I picked Garoppolo to end up there. That was my – I think that might have been my bold take of the offseason, whatever. Uh, or maybe it wasn't. But I, I definitely said he was going to end up in Pittsburgh. I thought he was a good fit in Kevin Canada's uh, offensive scheme. Garoppolo's not going to end up at Pittsburgh. It looks like they're going to run it back with Mason Rudolph, Haskins, and Trubisky, and they're going to duke it out. There's no risk there, though. It's yeah, there's two no years, risk. 14 million. It's yeah. Just like, whatever. No, I get it. I just preferably would have went after Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, or I would have went into the draft, because like we talked about, how there's probably going to be a shortage of top-end top, top end quarterbacks in the first half of the first round. And they're going to go with Mitch Trubisky. Now, Trubisky was the backup in Buffalo last year under Brian Dable. So did Brian Dable work his magic like he did with Josh Allen? I guess that's to be determined. I'm not a Trubisky guy. I never was at UNC either. Uh, did Matt Nagy help him by any stretch of the imagination? Probably not. Uh, I feel like Pittsburgh will set him up for a little bit more success. Now they have Najee Harris, uh, who is theoretically going to improve from last season to this season. Uh, they have a stable offensive line. Uh, again, they'll figure it out at the receiver position, whether Juju comes back or not. And they're going to have a good defense. So is that going to be enough to make the playoffs? I, I, I don't think so. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Pittsburgh won seven, eight games. Yeah, that division's tough. Division's and tough. I just, I'm not a Trubisky guy. Tough, so. Yeah, I'm not a Trubisky guy personally. I, I never have been. And it felt like Pittsburgh could have done better. And That's my comeback like, player of the year, though. Uh, for for betting-wise, absolutely. Yeah, if you're, gonna, if you're sure. a believer in Trubisky. Uh, I understand Watson's not going to move to the AFC in all likelihood. So I understand you missed out on him. Rodgers ended up staying put. Uh, you missed out on Russell Wilson, but... I still would have took Garoppolo personally. I think that's probably what it came down to. Uh, Garoppolo went. Maybe the Niners are asking too risky. much for Garoppolo, though. You think so? I don't know. Maybe it could be. No, absolutely. Like uh, Garoppolo seems like the last kind of piece. And then Tomlin's like, "No, I'd rather just sign him for like fourteen million bucks." Yeah, I don't. I don't blame him. So. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Can Trubisky be that? Like, when you look at the bridge quarterbacks per se, is Trubisky going to be Cam Newton? Uh, which it didn't work out, or is he going to be give me a bridge quarterback that worked? Uh, uh, I have no idea. Um, how I, even before Jameis Winston got hurt in New Orleans? Yeah, can he, that's can he a good be one. as good as Jameis Winston? I mean, he was drafted second overall for a reason. Fair, fair. Winston was drafted first overall for a reason. Like, there's yeah. obviously the, some teams whiffed on uh, Watson and uh, Mahomes and <laughs> Josh <laughs> Allen, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're right. He has a talent. I, I just, I'm just not a believer in him. I was surprised because he just doesn't feel like a Pittsburgh Steeler to me. If I honestly predicted, I thought he was going to end up in New York, uh, uh, behind Daniel Jones and they were going to kind of compete. Yeah. That was rumored for a long time. Cause, uh, Dable clearly from Buffalo to oh, New yeah, York. I thought that was an obvious yeah. fit. It just didn't, which I understand. Maybe the giants don't want to scare Daniel Jones. Like don't want to put too much pressure on him. Which made sense, but. Oh, sorry. Know. You've been winning not three, four him. games the rest of your life. Not, I guess. Another thing is, uh, if you're afraid of Mr. Trubisky, you got issues. Uh, another thing, this was interesting. This happened yesterday in free agency. Randy Gregory, uh, who was supposedly heading back to the Dallas Cowboys on a five-year, $70 million deal, all of a sudden pulled a 360, and he's heading out to Denver. Uh, Randy Gregory will join the Denver Broncos, uh, and he is going to be uh, rushing the passer alongside Khalil Mack. Uh, so earlier last week, or might have been late last week, uh, all right, Peter, let's transition. Um, Randy Gregory pulled a 180 on Wednesday. He signed with the Denver Broncos to a five-year, $70 million contract. 
after he reportedly was re-signing with the Dallas Cowboys. Randy Gregory totally flipped to 360 and moved on. So what do you make of Randy Gregory heading to Denver? The AFC West, which we're going to get into, is loaded with talent now. Are you a Randy Gregory guy? I mean, he's fine. He's a good pass rusher. They they obviously need him, and that arms race in the AFC, AFC West will get there. But it seems like the whole AFC West is competing with themselves, obviously. And they just got to keep up. We'll get to the Chargers. We'll get to the Chiefs. But, yeah, I, I like it. So that's one AFC West move. Other things. Expect Von uh, Miller to go. I, I expect Von Miller to go to the Cowboys now. So. Ooh, that would be interesting. Because I thought Other he was going to go to the Broncos. but Me too, because he posted that thing on Instagram. It didn't happen. Right. Also in the AFC West, um, we see the Chargers making moves defensively. Uh, they brought in Khalil Mack uh, when they traded for him late last week. Uh, he is heading to the Chargers for a second and a sixth round pick. Uh, so he is going to rush the passer alongside Joey Bosa. So that's scary. Uh, they also signed J.C. Jackson to a five-year deal worth $82.5 million. So the Chargers defense is also bolstered. So you look at the Chargers and the Broncos. Broncos obviously acquired Russell Wilson last week. Feels like they are making oh, those teams are making every effort to compete with the Chiefs in the AFC West. Uh, I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC West personally, uh, but it feels like both of those teams got significantly better in that division. And the Dev and the L- uh, LA v- LA Vegas, the Vegas Raiders also there. Uh, tough break for them right now, uh, waiting for free agency to kind of break. And it feels like though the Broncos and the Chargers have been really killing it. So if you're the AF- if you're in the a- AFC West, Peter, which team do you like right now? Through free agency and stuff, who do you think is the best offseason so far in the AFC West? Offseason, probably the Chargers. They're, I think so, too. It's close. Yeah, they're Oof. getting their close. defensive line all good, to, obviously. And then J.C. Jackson's fine. I, they obviously need him. Their, their defense was like 27th, I think. Yeah. That's the reason why they didn't win versus the Raiders. But yeah. Justin yeah. Herbert's still got to show me that he can actually win. Yep. Absolutely. I think that's still up for debate. Uh, we all saw what Joe Burrow did in the playoffs. And now Herbert, if he wants to be on the same plane as him, he's got to, you got to mash match it. But I like what they did. Uh, Cause I understand JC Jackson. Like I think we both think he's, he's a, how would you grade him one through 10, like an eight, seven. Yeah. He's a top 10 corner in the league. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's, he's, this, he's now the sixth highest paid corner in the league. So they're paying him to be an elite corner. Uh, you also have Derwin James back there at safety. You drafted Asante Samuel Jr. last year. So you have pieces down in the secondary. Your front seven now, if they can stay healthy, they can be dominant. Joey Bosa, uh, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. And Cleo Mack, it uh, feels like he got forgotten in Chicago, but he still can be impactful and can take over a game at will. And now the Chargers have that paired along with a stable offensive line. Drafted Slater last year from Northwestern. He ended up being one of the best linemen in the draft, if not the best. But I also like what the Broncos did. Uh, despite the fact that I think Randy Gregory can be a little bit of a knucklehead at times, like we saw him with the offsides penalties in the playoffs and all that stuff. So he scares me a little bit with that, but I just really like Russell Wilson. It feels like he fits that team perfectly, but I think the Chargers have had, I think the Chargers might've had the best off season so far. It's been close. Chargers are usually good in the off season and the uh, draft, to be honest with you. They usually draft real well. Yeah, I mean, it, and they uh, obviously re-upped with Mike Williams, a three-year deal worth $60 million. I like Mike Williams. It's an expensive price, uh, but, but I do like Mike Williams. Maybe that's uh, what all the receivers are going, though. The receivers yes. are getting stupid. Right. Stupid Speaking of money. that, Peter, without further ado, let's move on to Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, who is, I would say, a solid receiver in Arizona. He was never their number one, not really the number two either. 
Uh, he signed on the first day of free agency with the Jacksonville Jaguars to a four-year deal worth $72 million. Holy crap, the Jacksonville Jaguars gave Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk the farm. And I love Christian Kirk. I loved him in college. I thought he was a good fit in Arizona. But that money, holy crap. I mean, listen, Jags, the, it doesn't mean – listen, you have all this cap room because you're not paying anybody, but the, it doesn't mean that, like, you just got to splurge. It just doesn't make sense. But hats off to uh, Christian Kirk's agent. Should get a raise. So. Facts. And he I, don't should... know what the ja- I don't know what the Jags are doing, to be honest with you. Tell you what, I hate the Jaguars offseason. They spent $105 million on these skill position players. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, and Evan Ingram. I really don't like all three of them. It feels like Evan Ingram's been a, a disappointment. He was a disappointment. Uh, Christian Kirk, now I understand he flashed, but it felt like he didn't take that next step that people anticipated he would. And Zay Jones, he played okay with the Raiders, but do you really expect him to be anything more than a number three, number four? Because I don't. Uh, I think they did well solidifying their offensive line. Uh, I like that. Like Sheriff, I like that. That's a good deal. But then you look at what they did other than that. Ugh, I'm not in love with the Peter. I'm really not. Uh, it feels like the Jaguars are reaching a little bit. And look, I like Christian Kirk. I think he's got potential there, but I don't like the money. I, I just don't. I, I just don't like the money there. And it feels like they still have some holes that they need to address. And Evan Ingram to me is just another one. Like Evan Ingram's uh, terrible. He can't catch. I would have rather had uh, that guy from the Bengals, the tight end, Uzama. Uh, that's yeah, CJ Uzama. He's I, fine. I would have rather had him than Evan Ingram, or I would have looked at the trade market. Instead, they did not, and they gave Evan Ingram $10 million, who's been a disappointment. Like the Giants couldn't have paid him to leave quickly. But why not try to trade for a guy like Njoku from Cleveland? who we talked about last week. I don't know. Maybe they're asking for too much. Maybe. It's just, to me, it's it's just frustrating if you're the Jaguars. Because I understand you entered the offseason with a lot of money, and I get it. But I don't know. I, well, you have the like, second overall like pick, this. right? You can figure who? it out. Jags, yeah, they right? do. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, I don't think they're going to compete for a while, I guess. Uh, they better know what they're doing, Trent Baalke and... Doug Peterson, because it's just not good. It's not good right now. And look, they address some spots, but we'll see if those guys can actually play, because I think that uh, debate is still up. We shall see. Uh, other things in the NFL. Uh, last week, uh, Amari Cooper, he was traded to the Cleveland Browns uh, for a sixth and a, uh, what was it, a sixth, two sixths and a fifth? No, I'm sorry. Uh, Cooper was traded to the Browns with the sixth round pick uh, in return was for a fifth and a sixth. So Cooper moves on from Dallas. It was expected. There was a lot of talk that he would get released, and he virtually did. Uh, so Amari Cooper is going to fill the void that Odell Beckham Jr. left in Cleveland as Cleveland's number one receiver. The domino effect was Jarvis Landry was released. Now, what's your take of Amari Cooper in Cleveland? TJ Alvin is very happy. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I like Amari Cooper. He's still stupid young, which is real surprising because yeah. it seems like he's been in the league for a while. But no, I, I like it. I agree. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I think it is Landry's, what it is. Yeah, it's Landry's and expense, I guess. It felt like Cleveland was destined uh, to probably draft a receiver in the first round. That's what most mock drafts have portrayed. And that hasn't been the case here. Uh, I don't think anyway. They're paying Cooper a significant money. I think $20 million this year. Uh, $20 million for the next three years. This year is the only guaranteed year. Uh, I like Cooper. I really do. I think he's versatile. I think Stefanski's going to use him properly. 
He's just Jones you know, is amazing too. Yeah, I, I like that offense. I really do. And Austin Hooper and Njoku, if they stick around, you have the back still with Kareem Hunt and Chubb. Uh, as long as Baker Mayfield stays healthy, as long as Amari Cooper stays healthy, the Browns offense should be alive. You know, I think that's how I would view it. Uh, but when you look at Cooper's salary, he's overpaid, clearly. But if he's right and healthy, he's still young, like you said, and he still could be an ascending receiver in this league. Uh, all the metrics have said that over the last seven years, he's been a top 10 receiver in the league. And that's what Cleveland is paying for. So I'm interested to see. And in Dallas's response to losing Amari Cooper, uh, they re-upped with Michael Gallup. They gave him five years and uh, $62.5 million. Uh, That was a significant deal. Michael Gallup was somebody that just really hasn't been able to get in the field much. Uh, He is obviously dealing with the ACL injury, but he's been behind guys like CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Schultz at the tight end position. Uh, So there really hasn't been much volume for targets. Do you think that's going to change now when he's healthy? Yeah, probably. I mean, he's a second receiver. And yeah. don't be surprised if the Cowboys don't uh, draft a wide receiver in the first or second round. Because I could see him definitely doing yeah. that. I could see that. Uh, when you look at that, right, when you just step back and you look at Dallas, I thought they were going to pay all their guys and let Cooper go. Like, I thought Wilson, Cedric Wilson was coming back. Uh, he ended oh, up yeah, going to he, Miami. It, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. It was like three years, $23 million, which it seemed a little bit more pricier than I anticipated. But I thought Dallas was keen on bringing him back and Gallup back. And they bring back just Gallup, and it's for a lot of money. Like, that's a, that's a significant deal. Close to, what, $13 million a year? That's the math top of my head, accountant major. Yeah. 13, 14, right? Around there. So it's a significant deal. Uh, and they need CeeDee Lamb to stay healthy, too. Right? Like, they need – and they lost Randy Gregory on the defensive side of things. You said Von Miller could be in play there. And that would be interesting to see. I think Mike McCarthy's probably on the hot seat heading into 2022. So Dallas has to get this right. And I think the draft, they might do some funky stuff. They always do. Oh, yeah. All defense last year. Uh, CD Lamb, the first round, they don't need him. Two years when, ago. Uh, they almost drafted uh, uh, Johnny Menzel. They just couldn't pull themselves to do it. Yeah, Jerry Jones was like, please. <laughs> He's like, no. Stop, you cannot. <laughs> All right, Peter, any NFL topics? Uh, left you want to get to before we head into some MLB and some March Madness. A lot to talk about. Uh, Joe Buck went to ESPN. Oh, yes, Peter. Yes, that's a good one. Yes, Joe Buck. I was going to team up with Troy Aikman at ESPN. Uh, he got paid, what was it, five years, $72 million or something? I, I, I don't know, but that hurts Fox's World Series and NLCS. Hopefully, Don Arcello gonna... gets the nod. Hopefully. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to fill with that, but I, I expect him to go to Sunday Baseball, right? Like, that's guaranteed or like something. Uh, from the article I read in the New York Post, it, uh, the only thing that was discussed was he was going to do Monday Night Football and he was going to do some and he was going to produce projects for ESPN Plus. Oh. So it does not look like he's going to be doing baseball, but hey, he's getting handsomely paid. He's back with his guy, Troy Aikman, and Monday Night Football has a legitimate broadcast team. Uh, and Fox right now is sitting there with uh, an empty, two empty chairs. Uh, do they try to get Al Michaels, who it looks like he's on the one yard line with Amazon? Uh, do you try to bring in Sean Payton, uh, who's been rumored for a while now? Do you try to elevate somebody from like their B or C squad, right? You could do that. Uh, but it feels like they have some work to do, significant work to do. And do you try to poach Drew Brees from NBC? Like no, if they want to do that, just grab Greg Olson from the B or C team and just move him up. I like Greg Olson as an analyst. I do too. Uh, I do too. That would be an interesting one. I could see that. So do you, what do you think? Who do you think Fox ends up with? 
<laughs> to be honest, I have no, I have no idea. Is it? I gotta get a play-by-play guy first. Unless I just elevate everybody and just work their way from the bottom. I don't know who the second guy is. So. Yeah. So they have like Charles Davis, right? He's another one. Um, or maybe they, I don't know. Maybe do you try to get Kevin Harlem from CBS? Kevin Harlem's been around for a while. Uh, the NFL and Fox, look, Fox is doing two of the three next Super Bowls. They need to figure it out. And I'm sure they will. Maybe it's Al Michaels and it's just a ploy to get more money. That hit the, all these Amazon rumors. Because Amazon also uh, signed Kirk Herbstreet. I don't know if you yep. saw that. He's going to do the color. And I like Kirk Herbstreet. He's a college guy. He's done a few Monday night games. He's good. I think he's very underrated. I think that's a very good fit. Ready to move on to some MLB topics, Peter? MLB is finally back. So, yep. Cut off the locks, baby. The MLB lockout is over. It ended on March 10th. Uh, and look, it's very exciting time for baseball because now we get a slew of free agency moves. Well, hopefully a slew of free agency moves and trades and all that stuff. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, games are going to begin March uh, tomorrow. Actually spring training games are going to begin tomorrow, uh, which is awesome. And Peter, what do you make when the lockout ended? Were you excited? What was your first takeaway? Yeah, I was hyped because I didn't think it was going to happen for a while. And then I saw that obviously on Twitter and I was like, nice. Baseball's finally back. Because it wasn't going to hit me until like two weeks from now when it was like supposed to happen. And then I was going to be like, damn, I missed the Red Sox. And obviously, baseball is my favorite sport. So yep. I love baseball. Well, you got it now. You got it back now, Peter. So you got it back. And we talked about all the different rule changes that are going to occur in 2023, but we never really talk about the, uh, the financial aspect of it. It's going to be $230 million in 2023 uh, and go to 244 in the final year of the CBA. Uh, it's a $60 million penalty opposed to 40. Now everyone's calling it what the Steve Cohen rule, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they're, the, they're one of the ones that uh, declined the uh, offer. Yeah. Yep. Them, the, the Yankees, which doesn't the make Astros. sense. They can, yeah. Which doesn't make sense either. And I think the Dodgers. No, it was the uh, Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals. That's what it was. Yep. And uh, look, that's exciting. We'll break down and preview major league baseball in a couple weeks. If not next week, the week after. Uh, that'll be exciting. We did that last year. We had Matt Cooney on for the American League. That was tons of fun. We'll probably have Matt on again. Uh, love having Matt on. But let's talk a little bit about the personnel moves. Clayton Kershaw re-upped with the Dodgers. I don't think that was a surprise to me anyway. No, it wasn't. Uh, other big moves, uh, in my opinion, that this caught me off guard a little bit, was uh, Josh Donaldson heading to the Yankees. Uh, and Justin's guy, Gio Ushela, heading to Minnesota along with uh, Gary Sanchez. Uh, who do you think won that deal? The uh, Yankees by a million. Because they got rid of Gary Sanchez, which is absolutely what they needed to do. Gary Sanchez is absolutely terrible, and the Yankees fans can stop defending him. You see, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Justin, but, Lake, I mean, it, it is like Geo. It it is concerning. They're uh, putting all their eggs in one basket for Josh Donaldson, and she's thirty six and can't stay healthy anymore. Yeah, it's fair. It's absolutely fair. Uh, other things in the MLB. Uh, Matt Olson to the Braves, and then he signed an eight-year extension worth $168 million. So this likely means Freddie Freeman's gone. Yeah, it doesn't. that doesn't make sense. I mean, I like that trade for Matt Olson, but if you're just going to give that to Matt Olson, why can't you just – I know – listen, I know the Braves don't pay anybody, and there was this, like, thing that, like, their payroll before this was, like, $152 million, and then they gave it all to Matt Olson. But if you're giving all that money to Matt Olson, why can't you just give it to Freddie Freeman? It's fair. It's fair. Uh, and – they paid Olsen. It's not like they didn't pay him like you just talked about. They gave him some money. Uh, I like Matt Olsen, but I think we both can agree Freddie Freeman's a better player. Where do you think Freeman goes? I think he's going to go. Listen, 
anywhere but the Blue Jays, please. But yes. I think he's going to go to the Dodgers. Yeah, I agree. It feels like the Dodgers have been the team talked about the most. I know the Blue Jays have been talked about recently, which yeah, that's scary. actually scary. I don't, I don't, I don't like that at all. Yeah, AL East okay. is going to be bad. Stay out of the, stay out of the AL East, Freeman. Stay out of there. Head out to the West. Uh, anything else? Uh, we're still waiting on Carlos Correa. Our Nelson Cruz went back to the Nash, uh, went to the Nationals. I, I like Nelson Cruz. Uh, and you now have the universal DH, so I think that's a move for later because I'm pretty sure you're, they're just going to flip them as the deadline. Oh yeah, and they'll end up with two prospects in the top 20 of another system. Anything else you want to hit on for Major League Baseball? Like I said, we'll preview in a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean Tatis is out for three months. Oh yeah, that's healthy. huge. That, and did ever. you hear they could have voided his contract and they declined to? Did you hear that? Oh really? I read that. Yeah, they could have voided. I guess there was an injury clause or something. And they could have avoided it, but they declined to. They, they ended up not wanting to. Uh, can you imagine if they just like got out of the deal? It makes sense. But I don't know. I mean, Tatis is amazing, but he can't. Padres got to show up, though. They got to show up. I understand Tatis is arguably their best player, but look, you got to show up. I don't know. I like the Padres. I think I picked them to win the World Series last year. And they uh, a rip. <laughs> they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, also, and just one last thing, uh, what do you think of the New York Mets, uh, spending spree? Is that going to come to an end or do you think they're just going to keep on going? No, they're just going to keep on going. They got Chris Bassett from the A's. They, the, they probably have the best rotation in baseball. If it's not the Blue Jays, I like the Mets this year. I'm, I'm concerned that they're going to obviously be the Mets and just not make the playoffs and just fizzle out at the end, which they always do because they can't ever stay healthy or figure it out. But yep. on paper, they're a top five World Series favorite, I think. I agree. I agree. I, I would personally have the Dodgers over them. and uh, But absolutely, I think you have to put them at least in the conversation. Okay, so slight change of plans, Peter. But things change. You know how it goes. Uh, we are just going to have Brandon Carr on of Roughing the Basket and Cheap Talk Wrestling. Uh, Dylan of Cheap Talk Wrestling had a prior commitment, so Dylan is out. So AKA he's banned for... Pombo and Peter Six for life. He, he pulled a he pulled a one eighty on us. He said forty minutes ago he was coming on. We started doing the podcast and he was on, and then all of a sudden I'm out. So Dylan's off, but it's okay. You can catch Dylan on Cheap Talk Wrestling, right? Right, right, Car. You can catch Car there too, Car. You can catch me there. Um, yeah, rip Dylan. I, yeah, I don't Dylan. know where Dylan's at, but excited to be on to talk March Madness. It's Absolutely, very exciting time. Oh yeah, absolutely love March Madness. It's me and Peter were talking about it when we started the podcast. This is like the most exciting part, uh, exciting part of sports in the calendar year. You got March Madness, NFL free agency, uh, the MLB lockout just ended, so now we have MLB free agency. Everything's crazy. We have the NBA kind of heating up a little bit. We only have about a month left of regular season basketball. Uh, the NHL, the, when's the NHL trade deadline? Isn't that coming up? It's. I think it's like next week or the week after. Or whatever it is, it's coming up. It's cool. It's this month, I think. Yeah. yeah. So we have all these things circulating and a lot of, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Mm. Uh, but Carr, I'll start off with you. Have you ever won a bracket pool? No, never. No, never won, huh? Yeah. <laughs> My neither. bracket gets busted. I want to say maybe like three or four games in, some stupid thing happens. And I'm like, well, there goes that. Doesn't take long for me. Peter, how about you? I have not, but I had a perfect first day last year. It was amazing. Oh, look at that. You know, I think I started off pretty well last year, and then I think I, I faded into an oblivion. 
like everybody does. Uh, I, if you're why you're not you, winning that million bucks from Warren Buffett. No, no, but it's having a perfect bracket is nearly impossible. Mathematically impossible. Which is the fun part about college is March Madness. Anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Like a three seed can lose to a 13, like anything. Anything could absolutely happen. And that's what's the fun part about March Madness. I've Dean never Hall won. can beat Virginia or whatever that exactly. was. Exactly. Or we, you have these Cinderella stories like uh, Loyola, uh, Butler a couple of years ago. Uh, we've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, I've never won either. Like I said, maybe this year I'll change. Probably not. But um, like I do, I do, everyone does the ESPN thing and everyone's like, oh, maybe. And nobody ever wins, which is now. Uh, I guess I'll start off with Peter this time. Peter, before you give me your final four and your winner, who is on upset alert for you? Well, say in the first round. Like, all right, sorry, Providence, 25 and five in their uh, one point game. I, I think their run is going to go to an end, to be honest. I, I, I really hope you're wrong. For I, I don't, I listen, this might be the URI in me, but I, I think that PC's run its course. You the what, you, Peter? The what? Shout out to Rody Rams. Uh, 99. Y'all didn't make the tournament, but every other 90, team in the not, Northeast did. Hey, 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 their coach got fired too. That's a uh, condolences. 99th anniversary. Odom. Yeah, well, Mar, hold on. That's what I said, and then I I got looked at like I had five heads. <laughs> but no, I think Providence is gonna get upset in the first round. I that's probably it. That's your like uh, your crazy uh, significant one. Yeah, that's my like lock. I guess your lock upset. I have a couple. Uh, uh, one of them being I have Texas losing in the first round to Virginia Tech. I think Texas has been one of the most disappointing teams in college basketball this year. A lot of people anticipated that they well, would be. Right up there uh, this year, top 25 polls, and it's just it just never was. In Texas, there really is no uh, – and, Carr, you can attest to this in both sports, basketball and football. I feel like they've underachieved over the last decade. Yep. Uh, other upset, uh, potentially, I like these 11-6 upsets. I like Iowa State uh, to defeat LSU. I think LSU uh, is going to lose in the first round. They've been going through their issues of their own, uh, firing their coach and all that stuff recently. I don't know if you saw any of that. Uh, I don't think they're going to win in the first round. I had them losing. Uh, those are my two big ones. I got some other minor ones. I have Michigan uh, beating uh, Colorado State. Do you know I have Michigan Colorado should, State? I don't think I have Colorado Michigan State too. The only reason why I have Michigan beating them because they shouldn't even be in this tournament in the first place. It's so true. Like, and my last one fun. that I forgot to mention is I have Montana State over Texas Tech. Uh, I, I know a lot of people like Texas Tech. I'm just not completely sold on them yet. Uh, they've had some great victories and all. Like They beat Baylor twice. That's That's important. But I don't know. I just when you got to pick an upset, so you don't have a chalkboard. That's the. Oh damn it! I should I should have picked Vermont. I have Vermont winning uh, to the Sweet Sixteen. Wow. They beat Arkansas, and I haven't beaten UConn. Sorry. I don't care about UConn. Who cares? It's not my problem. <laughs> All right, Carr. How about you? So, I'm on with Peter with uh, Prov. I think they're going to. Hey, uh, thank you. South Dakota State's like. Y'all don't want to make y'all don't want to have a fun night together. Nope. South Dakota State can hit threes. They can like so, hasn't South Dakota State like won like twenty games in a row? They're or a something. Good team. They're they're a good team. Like they're no like they're uh, one of those teams where they could definitely go on a run. I mean they have a really good roster. I also like UAB to beat Houston. I think UAB is a very underrated team. Um, just have a lot of guys who can you know score. Jordan Walker, 20.4 points per game. They have a few other guys that have averaged over 10 points a game. They can score. Um, 
So I like those two teams in the first round that could, could pull off an upset. Another one that could be surprising is Wisconsin losing to Colgate. Ooh, okay, okay. Colgate's another very underrated team um, based on what I've, you know, researched. And I don't know. I just feel like that game's also very close. I think the line for that game is – let me just take a look at the line. It is, Wait, aren't they a toothpaste company? Ah, <laughs> uh, funny. Jokes. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin is only favored by seven and a half against the 14 seed in Colgate. So I just kind of like that matchup. And I know Wisconsin's home, but I feel like Colgate could be a team that could upset them. Interesting. So it feels like we got to find upsets, right? They always happen. You don't want to pick them. You don't know which ones to pick, and they always happen. So we're kind of throwing crap against the wall, seeing which one of our upsets sticks. Why well, don't uh, have Brian beat in Arizona? They, they do have the that would best be awesome. uh, that would be awesome. score. And, uh, they they got to win their yeah. play-in game first, though. They play, was it Wright State? Yep. So Wright State, I believe, so I think the game is in Buffalo, right? Where do they play yeah. that game? Yeah, they, Whatever. it's in Buffalo. Wright, Wright State is a minus three and a half point favorite. Wright State is near Buffalo, I believe. I believe that's it's nearly going to be a home game for Wright State, which is unfortunate for the Bryant Bulldogs. I hope they win. I really do. Uh, and mm. I think it's, I don't mean to crap on URI, Peter, but I, I like seeing these different Northeast teams in, like P, like Providence College, uh, UConn, Vermont, potentially Bryant. Like I like seeing that because, look, I'm a big college sports fan. And I like when the Northeast teams do well. For college football, it's been completely different. UMass Amherst is a joke. Uh, Boston College, I know they had a nice season, but uh, they haven't really sniffed an AS, ACC title in years since Matt Ryan's been there. So uh, I like seeing these different programs. Hey, your counterpoint to that is – UConn wins the women's team. Yeah, that's true. Every single year. So that's true. That's true. I guess we're spoiled on that end of things. And Harvard has also been uh, in there every once in a while. So I guess we have that element of it too. But I don't know. I, I'm, I like Providence College. I've always liked them. And I'm glad Ed Cooley has those guys in the right direction. It would be awesome. I know you guys both picked them to lose. And I really hope you're wrong. I really, really hope you're wrong for selfish reasons. I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, I would like them to win. Oh, I'd love that. But I don't know. It just it has upset written all over it. It really does. And I'm on that train. Oh, right? I I really think really it's really concerning, though, because everybody, like, Pick not even lose? just you two, just, like, everyone's picking them to lose. I know. Yeah. Like, everybody is. And it's just. Well, it's those 413 matchups. They seem to generate some upsets. And you got to pick one. And those in the pr- 5 and 12 matchups are yeah. mm. fine. Upset once. Peter, if PC wins the first game. Can they make a run or will they just lose the second? Uh, they could make a run until they meet Kansas. So you, you'll feel good if they win the first game. Kansas, I don't care if they lose to Kansas. That's fine. That gets me to the Sweet 16. Yeah, yes. That's what we need to get to, Peter. We need to get to the Sweet 16 Saturday night. PC, Kansas. That's If what they win and they verse Iowa, I think Iowa beats them too. You're probably right. You're probably right. I mean, I hope, look, I, I hope you guys are wrong. I really do because – I think it'd be great for the area if PC made a serious run. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, moving on. Now we talked about who is on upset alert. Who do you have for Cinderella stories? Who is, could be a potential Cinderella story to get far into the tournament? Who you got? Uh, Carl, I'll start with you. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I actually kind of just mentioned them, but Iowa is a team that I actually have going to the elite eight. Ooh. I think they're, very underrated. I know they had Luca Garza last season. Um, shout out to Brandon Clay. Yeah. Uh, but 
you know, they're still a very good team. I think they're big and I think they can match up a lot or match up really good with some of these other teams. I do have them losing to Kansas, but I would not sweep on Iowa. Um, if you want to go into final four, like I have Texas tech in there and they're usually a team that I think kind of, uh, kind of get swept on. They feel like they kind of, uh, overachieve a little bit, you know, from their expectations through three at this point, but I do think that they can get through and potentially make it to the final four. I, I do think that they have a good team and I'm high on them. And I think they were, weren't they in the national championship game? Like two years ago, might've been two or three years ago. Yeah. Maybe it was, it was pretty recent. Like they're, the year they're before COVID maybe it might've been that. Yeah. So I just like them as a team and as a program. And I, I do think that they can get to that point. I'm very high on them. I have two, I would say Cinderella stories in my elite eight. Uh, one being Davidson as the 10th seed. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I Davidson just won their conference title and it feels like they're really on a roll here. And I think they have a winnable path to get far in the tournament. They start off with Michigan state. I think Michigan state's kind of overrated. I understand they have a great head coach, but I don't know something about that. I also think they overrated. can upset Duke. I think Duke is also really overrated personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then if you look to see how things play out, they could end up facing a team like Texas Tech or Alabama. And I don't rule out a chance where they can win. I also like Iowa State as an 11 seed. Some people are saying Iowa State's the hottest team heading into the tournament. Uh, And people say they are the, that's a lot of people's prediction uh, to make a run. And it feels like their path is also doable. They got to play LSU in the first round. And LSU, again, they have a lot of uh, problems right now during, in that whole, uh, program. And then if they win that, they play Wisconsin and Wisconsin, it feels like a lot of people were high on them and it feels like people are getting a little, uh, soft on them recently. I think Wisconsin, they could beat. I think that wouldn't shock me if they won that. And then could they beat a team like Auburn or L or, or USC? I, why can't they? I, I don't know. I feel like Iowa state as an 11 seed and Davidson as a 10 seed. Those are my two. I, I mean, have, yeah, yeah, real quick to touch, real quick to touch on that. Yeah. I mean, their team, I think that's obviously really hot. And I think their path is relatively easy. I'm not really too high on Auburn. I feel like they're a little fraudulent. Um, and then obviously, like I have Colgate beating Wisconsin. So if Iowa State goes up against Colgate, you know, I think that could be a pretty good matchup for them to potentially come out on top. And then, you know, if they verse like Miami or USC, whoever it may be, if they end up going all the way to first Kansas, like, I would not be shocked if Iowa State made it that far. But go ahead, Peter. That's probably the easiest division, right? I would say so. I would probably consider it, yeah, especially with the uncertainty surrounding a lot of those teams like we just talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I have – I'm going I'm to say North Carolina. I, 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 really, I really think they can – they're, they're max. I'm pretty sure they can make the Final Four. I, I don't have them making the Final Four, but if they can beat Kentucky slash Purdue – Listen, the NCAA is looking their chops. They want Duke and UNC in the Final Four. That'd be a storybook ending right? for Coach K's career. Yeah. And it would be a storybook ending. It'd be like a rematch because they just, these guys just played, what, two weeks ago? Last week? Yeah. And, yeah. and North Carolina got the, got the revenge on Coach K in his last game uh, at Duke. So I think that would be a lot of fun to see. That's what I think college basketball is rooting for. But they also kind of root for chaos, in my opinion, too. I think it's good for business if they have like a, a low market team with a crazy fan base, like oh yeah, Loyola, like Chicago UCLA last or, year where they won yeah. a play in and they made it to the final four. Exactly. Like I think 
college basketball loves that they have that element. I got something. Um, so do you know how like Loyola Chicago is like basically the team that everyone pegs to be a Cinderella? Yes, yeah. Do we think that they get bounced in the first round against Ohio I do. State? Yeah, I do. I know I, I have them winning. I have them. Winning. I think they're too overhyped. I, think I feel like they always are. I th- I have them beat in Ohio State, but they're gonna lose in the second round. My opinion. I think. Listen, yeah, I have them. Lo- I have them losing in the second. I think Sister Jean's gonna die. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Peter, you're such a hater. No, I'm sorry. She's 104. She's going to the NCAA tournament. Well, book it. They're going to the Final Four. Peter just put the the hex, oh, there we go. The yeah. the, the, re- the reverse hex. Just it's gonna be them in Providence in the Final Four. I can't wait. Oh yeah. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> in Bryant. Oh yeah, oh. and uh. Yeah. Who else? Who else you you not like in this tournament? Uh, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's good it. enough. <laughs> that's good enough for me. That's probably that's good. good enough. Yep. All right. Without further ado, let's get into our final four. Uh, who do we all select in our final four, and who are we gonna pick to win the thing? So, Peter, I'll start with you. So I have Gonzaga coming out of the West. I know it's chalk, but it's just Gonzaga. I mean, they they're gonna run through the tournament until they. Run into Duke, I think. I think they have the easiest path. I have Kentucky winning the East. I, I don't think Baylor's good at all. The only the only uh, tough ones they have is UCLA and Purdue. I think Purdue can make a run as well. Midwest, I have Kansas coming out of the thing, beating Wisconsin. And I, uh, out of the South, I have Tennessee being Illinois. I think Arizona, with their point guard being injured, I think they're going to be out. Not early, but Sweet 16. All right, so who do you get winning the thing? I have Tennessee over Kentucky. Good selfish reasons because I have a future on both of them. But Selfish, selfish reasons. Do you have a ticket for anybody? Me? Yeah. You know I don't have a ticket. Uh, shocker. Carr, who do you got? Well, me and Peter are like almost on the same page. So I also have Kentucky and Tennessee in the final four. I have Kansas making there and Texas Tech as kind of that Cinderella team that I mentioned, but I have Kentucky and Tennessee making it, but I have Kentucky winning it. Um, these te- two teams just played what last week, right for the SEC championship. Yes. Yep. Uh, Tennessee got the, the better half of them and they ended up winning, but I just like John Calipari's team. You know, they're usually a team that always plays really good having a good head coach, you never really want to bet against some of these good college basketball head coaches. And John's one of those types of guys, you know, Tennessee has been really pegged as a dangerous thir- third seed team. And I think they really are. They're a really good defensive team. They have some guys that can score, but I do have Kentucky beating them and getting their revenge in the big game. Doesn't it feel like Kentucky's due. Like, I feel like we haven't heard much from Calipari in the last, I don't know, four or five years. It feels like they're due. And I think you guys are barking up the right tree because I'm with you guys. Uh, My final four, I have Gonzaga in Kentucky uh, and then Tennessee in Kansas. Uh, Those are my final four. And I ultimately have Tennessee versus Kentucky, and I'll have Kentucky over Tennessee. Yeah, feels like we're all in a centralized That doesn't doesn't bode well. So all of them are not going to make You know what? Honestly, I didn't think anyone was going to pick Tennessee, truthfully. Uh, when, when we started the podcast, uh, car before me and Peter have like started, uh, he was like, who you got? And I was like, Oh, I don't have anybody you have. He's like, who? I was like, Tennessee. And he's like, ah, oh, I got him. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I thought, I thought I was picking 
I know they're a popular favorite as like a three seed, but it to me anyway, it feels well, like they're the most tested. I think they they have the hardest schedule throughout the whole yeah. So, season. so book Tennessee, Kentucky first round L's, right? And the, uh, the reason why I don't have Gonzaga in my Final Four because like look at their schedule, it's super easy. Like they I know St. Mary's, yeah, they have a pretty easy schedule and. I know they have like two really good players, obviously, and Drew Time and uh, Chet Holgram, but it just seems like Gonzaga always has these high expectations and they always just kind of fail to meet them. And I do have them losing, I believe in this, I might even have them losing in the Sweet 16. Like I'm just kind of feeling like that there's going to be an upset with Gonzaga and they're not going to make it that far. Does that mean you have them losing to Utah? Let's see who I have them losing to Arkansas. Ah, all right, all right, all right. I mean, that's fair. I a lot of things can go haywire, and it just feels to me anyway like Gonzaga. I I kind of agree with Carl a little bit. Where Gonzaga might be that team everyone's like, oh, um, they're good. I mean, look, look, look at their roster, this and that, and then you kind of come down. They're to due. It. They're they're due though. Last in the last year was the year, and they they blew no, it. I know they blew it last year. But... That was their time. They had all their ducks in a row. They were, they had the roster, the coaching, they had everything in their favor and they choked it. And then that wasn't even like it was close. Like they got their, they got their ass kicked. If I remember correctly, Didn't they lose by like 20, 30. I think yeah. so. Yeah, it was, they it wasn't their, good. Oh, you know, they got killed and to a Baylor team, which was not as talented as them. Uh, and maybe I remember people were like, oh, they shouldn't have won the first game in the final four. Cause didn't they win on a buzzer beater or something? With the Jalen Suggs, yeah. The Jalen Suggs half court shot. Yep. So maybe I guess everything was Peter. What's the saying? Law of averages, right? Law of averages. Everything works out according to plan. Yes, sir, Peter. Yes, sir. What about uh, Arizona? Because that's another like team Arizona. I've seen a lot of people have in their final four. They're kind of, you know, known as kind of like these the newer guys. Like they usually haven't gone gotten this much hype. Like they obviously with their team and. I don't know. I just kind of feel like that they're a team that also I don't think it's going to make the final four, and they have all these expectations. You know what's annoying there. though about they're dependent on their point guard being healthy. Yeah, that's it. I was gonna say they're in Tennessee's freaking side of the bracket. Yeah, Tennessee. I have them beating them. I like Arizona. I do, and I wouldn't shock me if Arizona won the whole thing. But I just like Tennessee a little bit more. Yeah, because they're battle tested, and they um, look, uh, they beat some damn good teams over the last month. Damn, that doesn't bode well though. We're not gonna. Why? What's the matter? What's I don't know. We, we're all thinking alike, though. It's a shame. It is a yeah, shame. because if, if we had Dylan here, maybe he would have said Providence would have won the entire thing. <laughs> Dylan's a I big mean, Providence he, he's guy. He's a Providence guy. Dylan's a Providence guy. And uh, there's no Clemson in the tournament, so I don't know. If that's, his uh, other, that's his other team. He's a Clemson and Providence guy, so I don't know who Dylan would have went with. Actually, you know, let's try to guess. Who do you think Dylan would have picked besides Providence? So I'm going to ask him after. Let's see if he nailed it. I'm going to say Dylan picked Arizona to win the whole thing. Wisconsin, shout of the Packers. Oh, you say Wisconsin? All right, Carl, who do you got? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Arizona versus Gonzaga in Arizona. No, that's so, no, that's, so oh, shocked, that's a good though. pick though. No, that's a good pick. Carr nailed it. Because he likes to he likes that center on Gonzaga. That it, uh and he also likes our, yep, that's it. Carr nailed it. Really though? That's yeah, so did. chalk. That's what he would pick though. That's oh, what that's, that's, that's what he would pick. That's what he would do. I'm gonna ask him after the pod. And uh if we were correct, I will tweet something this week. There we go. With Dylan. Dylan will be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carr. I appreciate you having uh, coming on as always. 
always a pleasure to have you on. No uh, we'll have you back on in a couple of weeks. Talk NFL draft. Uh, that stuff's heating up, obviously, with NFL free agency on full gear. Uh, a lot of teams. I in the NFL draft. And no one better to talk it than you. So that'll be exciting. Exciting. And we'll probably do mock drafts live. Didn't we do that last year? I believe we did. did no, you guys, you guys are like, yeah, we're going to trade uh, down. We're going to trade off. We're going to trade this one to this team. They're going to do this. Yeah, Peter doesn't like mock drafts when you trade. Peter hates it. That's a, that's a pet peeve of his, but I whatever it. it is, we'll have Carr on, uh, help break down the NFL draft. And uh, Carr, Peter's got to find a quarterback in this draft class. Who's your guy? Malik Willis. Peter, you hear that? Malik Willis. Is he ukulele 2.0? <laughs> oh, my God. Poor maybe, Peter with him. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I got to figure it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know in like a month. Yeah, Peter will hit your line in a month and say, Carr, it's not Malik Willis. I bet you're going to say it's Kenny Pickett. No, no Peter's going to say it's No, Malik it's Willis. not Kenny Pickett, no. Okay. Why don't you like Kenny Pickett? I don't know. Small he's, hands, bro? He's just small, bro. Inch hands. Peter, yeah. Peter doesn't like the hand size. All right. Fair point. Uh, well, we'll see. Or maybe Sam Howell. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows I'm bad one either. Peter, Peter can uh, – are you going to do a mock draft this year, Peter? <laughs> oh, yeah, because I know like three people <laughs> – <laughs> I don't know, DN for Michigan, and then like that's it, and then Aiden like the quarterback. Yeah. There we go, man. Hey, Aiden Hutchins, this this draft, uh, it's going to be exciting, Peter, because this year is what year was a car when we didn't have a quarterback t- picked until uh, the end of the first round? What year was that? What was the Geno Smith year? Oh, that was probably like 2013. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, ago. long time ago. Yeah, I think we'll have a quarterback pick before then, though. No, we will. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We'll see who it is, but yeah, more of the story. Car will be back on. Uh, you can check Car out on Roughing the Basket and Cheap Talk Wrestling, two phenomenal podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, Car, thank you very much. I appreciate it. No problem, guys. Hopefully, your uh, brackets don't get busted in like the first three games, like yeah. mine. Probably will. Probably will. Probably the first game, but Probably stay madness, stay sleepy, everyone. Go Screw problems. every no, go South Dakota or whatever it is. South Dakota, you didn't even say it's South Dakota State, isn't it? Yeah, South Dakota State. South Dakota State. Sorry. Go URI. <laughs>